Hey guys, this is Kyle Klammer. And this is Zach Welch. And this is The Good Life Bow Hunter, official podcast of the NBA. You bet, man. Here we are. Once again, I feel like I always say that when we start these, but <laughs> that's all right. No. <laughs> yeah. How's uh how's things been going, buddy? Good to be back. Yeah. Good. I can't complain at all. Uh Things been moving kind of fast lately. Been living at home since October, and now seems like you blink, and it's already the end of December, and time to move on to the the next phase of school, I guess. Next rotation. It's like, man, everything just goes by in a flash. Yeah, but, uh, for sure. I can't complain with how things have been going. So. No, it's great, man. Yeah, we. I mean, here we are two days after Christmas. <laughs> the last one we put out was a couple months ago, but. I know it. Time to, time to do it again, anyhow. Time to get get one rolling. But you know how it is hunting season. Oh, I know for sure. Just get busy, busy and I mean, being in clinic all day and stuff. It's like, man, when we were talking on the phone, the weeks just go by. It's like, oh man, maybe we could shoot for Tuesday, Wednesday. Before you know it, it's already the weekend. Weekend flies by, and yeah. the weeks just tick away. It doesn't take long for for a whole month to pass away, but yeah yeah it's good stuff but yeah man deer seasons i know geez i've been seeing some pictures people shooting some bucks late maddie just shot a buck tonight so she did she did we just got out of the stand and and i could pull her down here but i think she was showering up and oh yeah yeah it was a good hunt she uh she had two hunts left this year and so i was kind of squeezing for time and it was tonight, tomorrow night. Didn't have a real great win for either one, but we knew we had to try to make it work. Uh, the buck had, we had seen this buck on camera. He was pretty frequently in daylight and stepped out, and she made a great shot on him. Buck didn't go very far, but nice five by four would have been a five by five, and he had a broke G2, but she was plum tickled. He was a Really nice buck. So, yeah, man. Always looks like a great buck. Always fun sure. getting to share that sibling time together and in the stand too. That's something special. Oh no! Yeah, anytime you can share stuff like that with you know friends and family and all that stuff. That's great, man. It's awesome. Love it. You betcha. How about yourself? Been getting after some does lately? I think, haven't you? Yeah, I've been trying a little bit. Sorry, I'm trying to move here because my it's all right. No worries. My internet was acting like it was not doing what it was supposed to do. So I'm trying to get resituated. I'm sure I'm making all sorts of noise on this microphone on here. So. <laughs> but oh well. Yeah, no, I've been sitting for does a few times. Some couple NBA guys down here. My leg's been nice enough to let me uh, go try to shoot a doe or two, so that's been good. It's fun to get out, if nothing else. I mean, oh, it is. I I love hunting this time of year, and not that we've had a lot of it, but hunting that snow is just some of my favorite, and that's one thing I like about that late season doe hunting. Just going out there and sitting in the snow and and the cold is just a different element, kind of. If you're tagged out and you're hunting does, it's just kind of a bonus just to go out there and even sit. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, sometimes if I see anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think one night I, I mean, the first night I went, I saw a bunch of deer, but then like I went last night and didn't see much, but it was still fun just to be out. But. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's always good to get out there. Never a bad time. Yeah, for sure. I'm not cutting out, am I, buddy? He can hear me okay. Yep, you cut out for a second there, but I think you're good now. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why we're having such stuff issues here, but I don't anyway. know. Gotta love technology. Yeah, well, so it goes, but yeah, man. I'm getting out and doing that and it's just been uh I don't know. It's been nice. Just kinda relaxing, trying to shoot a doe, get a little more meat. I know you know, I was trying to get some a little more meat for my family and then I know I'm trying to maybe help out with the turkey for the troops and stuff because I know I talked to Craig a while back and he said maybe donations were a little bit down this year. He had a guy, usually I think he said comes from Michigan or something that shoots a bunch during rifle season and didn't have didn't have those this year. So anyways, if anybody has some does or whatever and hears this, I mean, they could definitely, sounds like they could use some meat for that. So if you guys, uh, if you guys have something, get in touch with Craig Schoenberg I'm sure he could use some meat but anyhow I've been of course then when you go try to shoot does you know then you don't don't see anything so no how it usually goes don't have you, any, up, you know you end up seeing does all season and December rolls around and you're like yeah I can finally go shoot does and you end up sitting 10 times and not even getting a shot but yeah yeah that's how, how it usually goes every year it never fails yeah no for sure but Oh well, it's like like you said, it's just fun being out there. It is, it really yeah. is. Last night I was just like, man, this is crazy. It's like when I got to the stand, it was like fifty degrees in December. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like I can do this. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's been so unseasonably warm that you go out and sit, and it feels almost like an October hunt or something. It's just been unbelievable. And, yeah definitely hasn't helped the deer movement when it's that warm and a full moon either but yeah no i don't think that's helping things but i mean like i said it's all good just out yeah, there don't get don't get me wrong i'd much rather have that than 20 below which is what we can sometimes get this time of year yeah no i remember it's been several years ago now but it was sitting late december one time and I mean, I'm, I always get kind of cold, but, you know, never to the point where I really, like, feel like I need to, you know, do – get down or whatever. I mean, try to be as prepared as I can. But, man, I remember one evening went out, and I was sitting on this ridge and this pine tree, and, like, there's no protection up there, you know. It's just, like, pretty much in the wide open, um, aside from the tree that you're in, basically. And, and uh, golly, man, I remember – getting up there and I mean I had every layer of clothing that I could you know possibly have on and still feel like I could halfway shoot my bow you know and and I remember getting up there and I'm thinking man I've only been here for like five minutes and I'm already pretty cold <laughs> I think I sat there for I don't know that might be the only time I've ever gotten out of stand I mean like that early like where it was like you know I'd 
probably only sat there for like an hour, if even that. And I'm like, yeah, this is just way too cold. <laughs> I was like, concerned I was going to get hypothermia and my dad was going to have to come drag me out of there or something. But anyhow, yeah. It's the way it goes. Sometimes you get that cold and a little bit of wind and it doesn't take long to, I don't care how tough you are. Oh, you start getting there and your toes start hurting, your fingers yeah. go numb. Yeah. And it, can be in a world of hurt in a hurry but man tell you what some of those cold sets too are when you can see some of the most deer but then you can't even get your bow drawn back after you've been sitting there a half hour shivering <laughs> for sure yeah it makes it tough yeah i remember that was that one was like it wasn't i don't know that it was particularly i mean it was probably in the teens but like the wind was just howling that night and i mean that stuff just cuts through it doesn't matter oh it does yeah you can have wind stop or whatever. I mean, just like that's just man, it just cuts through that stuff and just. There's a certain point where nothing's gonna help unless you're surrounded by a steel box or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Getting your getting a little blind or something, maybe that'd be okay. But yeah, anyhow. But yeah, late season. I know we've done some, we did podcasts. I think on late season a while back, and I remember talking about you know just food sources and different things and you'd mention that stuff and I mean it's pretty I think we're probably a little late for that now but I mean I know people have been shooting some deer so that's good to see I mean people aren't giving up hanging it up yet so getting towards the end of the year and people still getting out getting after it exactly it's not over till it's over I mean don't count out the last three four three or four days of the season uh you know, just hanging it up early and saying, oh, I'll call it a year. I've, uh, in fact, my dad's killed a buck on New Year's Eve before. It can happen at the last minute, the last day. You just especially get some cold days like this and you got a good food source. You can, it can be really productive. Some of the best days you can see can be some of these cold days where, you know, you have a food source or, you know, deer get more consistent this time of year too when they're, you get cold weather, you get a little bit more on feeding patterns and stuff compared to, any other time of the year i really i really like the late season it's some of my favorite but yeah you're, you're absolutely right it's not over till it's over yeah i think i killed the doe on new year's eve one time i'm pretty sure i'm trying to remember to have to ask my dad if he remembers but i think i think i killed a white-tailed doe on new year's eve one time that was pretty cool but we used to i remember in high school used to or even middle school middle school and high school i always used to have a tradition i'd go over to my cabin new year's eve every year it never failed that that was always my plan i'd go over there and uh i'd sit in the stand usually had doe tags left and man i don't know how many deer we'd shoot over that new year's weekend or however many days we'd spend over there but it'd always be me like me and i'd take jake wilkins with me and man we'd just go over there we'd shoot deer i mean that was our tradition every year and we're like we're always going to do this and now of course jake's married and has kids and i got school and stuff that that fell apart pretty quick after high school but man those were some of my favorite memories going over there new year's eve and sitting in the cabin and all it never failed it usually was a snowstorm and 10 below but we always made it out to the stand to go sit and dang it we had a good time but yeah 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 it's funny how that you know life changes and stuff but i mean you just gotta so i always never take anything for granted you just never know what what next year is going to bring and that's right we might think oh we're going to do this trip every year and then you know just yeah 
I just kind of hard to say what's gonna happen you know yeah you get married you have kids and stuff stuff changes a little bit priorities kind of change a little bit you gotta adapt and you know still get out and do what you love but just sometimes you gotta make some tough decisions and you know maybe uh, do things a little different sometimes which is fine it is just that's right fine, so. that's right but you're still young and single bud so just keep it that mm-hmm. way. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> sure trying. <laughs> yeah, man. But anyways, but yeah, and you're you're finishing up your Ainsworth rotation and had some interviews and stuff or jobs, kind of looking at a few things and so Yep. Life is moving pretty quick, that's for sure. I already had my first job interview, had two of them actually, and yeah. Up in Alaska and you know, you always talk about I know I've talked about it for a couple couple years or so. I mean, since I kind of got into PT school, now that it's actually knocking on the door, man, it's it's a little intimidating going through that process, the interview and stuff, and actually going to try to plan the stuff now. It's just a whole it's a whole lot different than talking about it. Can I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah absolutely. But uh, no, we'll see what the se- next several months bring. Keep the keep the door open and options on the table, not committing to anything yet, but uh, starting to get in the process of looking at, you know, where to go after graduation here. And I guess a few months from now, but I don't know, finished, yeah. finished one rotation. Uh, I've been in Ainsworth, like I said, since October and then head down to Arizona, actually not tomorrow, but Wednesday head down there. So yeah yeah be down there for eight weeks awesome man probably have to try and find a coosier while you're down there i I suppose i'm gonna be down there anyways i I still got my hunting license from last year and got a little got a little cash for christmas so there you go don't don't threaten me with a good time yeah no absolutely absolutely better go find a coosier otherwise you probably end up with some some nice looking little Arizona gal down there or something who knows but yeah that's right those coos, those coos will keep me out of trouble <laughs> yeah. three $300 deer tag is a lot cheaper than some cute little Arizona girl I'll tell you that <laughs> that's for sure buddy I won't I won't uh won't say you're wrong there but <laughs> oh man I guess we should uh, I should bring up uh any nba announcements you and i kind of chat i mean obviously jamboree's first weekend in march or not jamboree banquets first weekend in march and yeah new location this year and i think everybody is aware of that it's been in the newsletter it's been i'm sure there'll be another you know more in-depth analysis and it's kind of schedule of events and stuff before it happens I'm sure ambo get something put together for that but yeah I don't know. Other than that, I guess, uh, is there anything else with that really? I mean, no, I think you touched on that pretty well. And I think they've even, uh, they've announced the guest speaker, right? They had that in the last newsletter, I think. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I mean, I think so. Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I don't want to, blow it if if they're yeah, gonna maybe release better, maybe better just not say anything i can't remember if it's if it was in there or not or if well, we'll we'll keep it tight-lipped just in case because i can't remember for sure and i don't have mine sitting right here to check for sure but uh 
yeah. we won't want to miss it. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, no, for sure. Absolutely agree with that. So, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that. It's man, that's always always a lot of fun. Yeah, it's gonna be here before we know it. I mean, this upcoming weekend's New Year's, and we're already looking at two months from the banquet. It uh, yeah, we'll move quick. Be nice to have a new, maybe a little different setting too. And I mean, God bless the Ramada. You know, they've been there from day one, pretty much. But I mean, I know not. The, I don't think the first one was in Carney, was it? I think. You know, I I couldn't tell you for sure, but talked about that last year at the meeting at the at the banquet, and I think maybe the first one was somewhere else. I'm trying to remember. I think Tom Nauman was talking about, but anyways, I can't remember for sure, but. But anyways, the mod has been good to us for a lot of years, but you know, it's just kind of one of them deals. It's probably time for a change and yep. maybe a little more family friendly type of environment. And I was, was going to say, as far as the kids and stuff go, I think this yeah. will uh, be a lot better for them and for the family environment. Like you said, yeah. I want to the whole family to do. It's in a great location. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not have a broken pool when we're there every time or something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no. Exactly. Yeah. They, yeah. That's that's. I'm sure. I don't know. I can only imagine what trying to figure out all that stuff is like for those hotels and stuff. I'm sure it's. Oh, nightmare. I know. But, sure, it's nothing short of a nightmare. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be good. Good change and nice. Uh, Nice setting, good for yeah, good for kids, good for families. I think that'd be be a nice little touch to kind of bring everybody together in a little little different way, and yeah, be good. So, looking forward to it. But, uh, but no, other than that, I don't think there's any other NBA NBA announcements. Um, um, newsletter came out; everyone should have got that. Next one should be January, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we got that, and uh, I know it was kind of mentioned. I know from the meeting notes, I think Matt maybe sent some out after that. Deer numbers um, from rifle season were down this year. Um, can't remember the exact percentage, but uh, pretty considerable from from last year. I think some of that's due to EHD that we're seeing in some of the parts of the state. Um, I know up here, there's been a lot of reports of eagle further north in the South Dakota. They really got hammered with it. Yeah. Um, that being said, there still were a lot of good deer shot this year. Yeah. I think quantity might have been down, but I think quality actually, I'd say, was up from last year, if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of just a weird year. I mean, I remember, you know, you and I were talking about it. And I mean, I don't know. Just, I mean, I'm not, I guess I'm not surprised that rifle numbers were down. And I don't know. I think it was probably a combination of a lot of things, but. Yep, and maybe a and, few deer, but you know, a few deer obviously died. I don't think a lot though, and up, you know, especially up where we hunt, you know, up in our country. No, yeah. I I would definitely say EHD is, I mean, the worst it's been since we got that bad bout in 2012. Um, was that yeah, 2012 was when we got it bad, but compared to 2012, it was nothing compared yeah. to that. Um, which we're fortunate on that. Um, yeah, we got some timely rains there in July and August and stuff that I think probably saved us from maybe catastrophic death again, but who knows, hard to say. I mean, yeah, woulda, shoulda, coulda, 
would have been. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, not to say the numbers are down. I mean, EHD, obviously there was a little bit of it, but you also got to take into consideration some of that warm weather we had during rifle season. and Yeah, well, and during that, you know, during bow season too, really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that whole first, you know, week before rifle and even the week before that was, I mean, I mean, geez, up into the 60s almost. Yeah, everywhere. we got that got that one cold snap around Halloween, and after that it was – and it was like living in the south after that. It was almost balmy when you went out to hunt. But yeah, yep. that definitely doesn't help deer movement out much. Yeah, and, you know, I know like we've talked. I mean, yeah, they – sometimes during the rut it doesn't seem to really matter, but sometimes it does seem to matter too. So, I don't know. <laughs> it's like – I mean, they got to breed. They got to move some. but. I just, I mean, I think it's, there's got to be some, some factors in there. And, and I mean, it's, I'm sure it's multi-factor. I'm sure they're moving, but it's maybe just, maybe it's a little, you know, maybe it's 10 minutes later than if it would have been, you know, if it was 20 degrees, maybe they would have been moving 10 minutes before, you know what I mean? Like that type of deal. It's just hard to say. And that 10 minutes could be the difference between you getting a shot at them and you being out of the stand already, you know, it's like. Exactly. So, yeah. But yeah. Speaking of deer, I don't think we heard about your second buck yet. No, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, that was a that was an interesting uh interesting day, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I guess I went up that was week well, I'm trying to remember when I was up at home for four or five days, um, up to Ainsworth course and hunted around there and didn't have much going on really. I mean I I had a I could have had a nice, I don't know. I figured probably, I don't know if he was, he was probably a three-year-old buck walk by at about, I don't know. He was like 12 yards, but, (laughs) but I just, I don't know, man, I'd already killed a deer and I just thought, you know what? I just, I just don't think that's the one that I want to shoot right now. You know, I think it was like the first night I was back home too. And I just figured, yeah, I'll let him go. I mean, I thought, well, I might regret it, and turns out I didn't. But, um, but uh, I'm, I was, I was pretty comfortable with that decision. And, anyways, then yeah, I hunted up there, and man, just hardly. I know that's what I was kind of talking. I mean, just really didn't see much. Um, I mean, it was warm. I mean, it just like the winds were kind of screwy. Like you know, normally, like I mean, a lot of our, especially our place, like you know, Northwest wind in the evening is kind of what you want. Like you can sit a lot of different stands with a Northwest wind in the evening. And with all that warm weather, of course it was South and Southeast and Southwest and, and sort of limits your options pretty considerably. Um, And, you know, not to say you can't go set up a new stand, whatever. I mean, that's for for sure. You know, you could try to get on some of those trails, but anyways, I mean, just, I don't know. It's ended up being kind of a weird, weird start to that my head took like a week and a half off there to 10 days off kind of had a weird start to that and but yeah anyways then I ended up I think I hunted back home like Wednesday to Sunday or something came home Sunday um and then I guess Monday I went out and uh, out to my in-laws and was doing some um doing some mule deer hunting and yeah anyways I guess I kind of had a plan I there's this particular draw that I mean I've hunted out there enough now I kind of know you know kind of know where the deer go 
where they like to be, you know, how to approach things, how to, you know, I've messed up enough times that, <laughs> that I've sort of gotten, gotten some of that kind of figured out. But, um, but anyways, I had this kind of this plan to, they always kind of walk by this particular spot and there's a big draw with a bunch of fingers off of it. And they, I mean, I see deer just go funneling by this one spot. And so anyways, I get, I kind of snuck in there then and I knew the wind. So the wind was supposed to kind of pick up throughout the day, but it was pretty calm in the morning. And so I thought, well, and out there, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I hunt is like, you know, I mean, you might spook half a dozen pheasants walking through grass, you know? So it's just like, it's hard to, it's hard to move about if the wind's not blowing just because there's so much cover and the grass is so thick and, you know, there's just, it's just makes it really, really tough. Um, and so you, it's nice to have some wind. And so I just, I'd figured, well, I'll go and sit in this spot because I just was going to kind of sit on the ground there and just, and I'd be kind of a little elevated off of the bottom, the floor of this Canyon where these deer, I mean, just, and it's all mule deer basically out there where these mule deer kind of work these draws and stuff. And so anyways, I end up getting kind of sneak in there, finally get snuck into there, sort of had to sneak around some does and stuff. I mean, I'm, it's, you know, it's still dark, but I'm trying not to blow everything out of there because they do kind of come down pretty early. So I'd sort of wait until a little light enough to see what I was doing, moving about, end up getting set up in the spot. And anyways, pray, I don't know. I probably sat there just kind of for, I don't know, 30, 30, 45 minutes and just had a really good time. I mean, the deer just were funneling in there. I mean, I had probably, I think I counted five different year and a half old bucks come walk within probably 10 yards of me, you know, like just, I mean, just, there was a hot doe running around in the bottom. I mean, they were dinking her around trying to, you know, kind of messing with each other trying to get her you know trying to get her bread and she wasn't having it running around so that was fun to watch and anyways long story short finally you know they kind of all sort of fed off I mean probably had 20 30 deer come by me and actually one of the does tried to run over me because I didn't realize I sat in a stand or in a trail but (laughs) so she tried to walk over me but got about five yards and said what the h is that and ended up kind of blowing out and so took a lot of the deer with her and anyways then I end up so I thought well that you know it worked my spot or what I thought was going to work worked but it just didn't uh the big the big buck didn't come by I mean that's what I was you know kind of waiting on and and I'd seen some big bucks work that before and so that's why I was just hoping on that but but anyways um so I just started kind of had this plan, I, you know, this country, it's like these little coolies and draws and canyons kind of interspersed. And then of course up on the flat parts on top, there's, you know, crop fields, corn, winter wheat, soybeans, whatever. And anyways, there's, you know, there's a lots of little pockets and stuff and these deer like to bed in these little pockets. And so, I mean, you can work yourself along and if you just go slow and if you got some wind, like you can just kind of pick yourself along these little pockets and, ideally try to pick the deer out before they pick you off, you know? <laughs> and, uh, so I work along some of these pockets and found some does, found some little bucks and end up making my way around this big pivot. I mean, this, and this is a giant pivot. I mean, I think 
to get around the whole thing and kind of do the rigmarole is probably, I mean, by the time you get all the way around it, you're probably looking at four or five miles, you know, like it's, I mean, it's a long, long ways just of in and out of, in and out of country. Maybe not quite that, probably, probably maybe three miles, but anyways, doesn't matter. Um, but anyways, you, so I get around and was looking through some draws, found a bunch of does and bucks and anyhow, I'm looking off in the distance. I kind of saw some deer moving, put my binos up and I'll be, I'll be darn well, here's a pretty nice buck. And so kind of thought, well, shoot, I'll go make my way. And it's kind of on my way back to my pickup anyhow. Um, and so I thought, well, it's on the way back. What the heck, you know? And so start heading back and I guess kind of fast forward a little bit, end up seeing another little buck, seeing a doe, had a doe walk by me and I'm just kind of working up this bottom sort of heading back towards my pickup and end up getting, I'm kind of like in this bottom, there's some, I think it's like pigweed or something that stands maybe four or five feet tall, but there's like a trail where the cows have kind of, you know, matted it down that I'm sort of walking up and end up walking up and I get to a point and then all of a sudden I see this doe and she's just staring at me, you know, and I know that buck's pretty close by cause I can see another smaller buck kind of bedded up on this hill. And so I end up, I just froze. I mean, basically I probably stood motionless for, I mean, I'm not kidding you probably 20 minutes. Um, and in that time, this doe ends up kind of dinking around. She'd sort of look at me and then stop. And I mean, mind you, I'm just kind of standing. I mean, I'm not, hiding per se you know I mean my body's sticking up a couple feet above this you know this this these weeds but I mean I just don't move though I just I just hold perfectly still and she'd kind of look at me and then she'd put her head down she'd go back to feed and well then about that time here comes this big buck and I mean he's like you know probably 70 yards closing in he's kind of kind of come by this doe it looks like we ends up stopping and he's looking at me too kind of looking you know like and i those like i said this whole time i'm not moving and he's not even really spooked at all he's just kind of looking at me like well that looks kind of weird you know like but i'm not moving anyways he ends up just kind of feeding on the side of this hill comes a little closer and and, and then in the span of probably five minutes, I'm very slowly, you know, taking an arrow out, putting an arrow on my, I mean, just moving as slow as I possibly can with like actually trying to make a little bit of progress, you know? Um, Cause this other doe is still kind of looking at me, you know? And, but she, at one point she kind of blew out and then I thought, Oh, the gig's up. And then she stops and then she's looking at me again, you know, like, like anyways. And, so I get this, finally get an arrow knocked, finally get my release. Like I, I always kind of keep it tucked in my sleeve cause it's just sort of loose. And I finally get that out, <laughs> get that on the string, you know? And, and, uh, anyhow, I mean, I mean, cause I wasn't planning that I was going to be shooting right there, you know? I mean, I'm just kind of walking up this trail and just happen upon these deer and, um, anyways finally get all ready to go and and kind of like slowly get my you know rangefinder out of my rangefinder pouch that's on my harness and and i look uh you know i go up and range and range this uh range this buck and he's raking his antlers on this this uh tree and i think i ranged and i think first time he's like 
75 and I'm like, yeah, I mean, the wind's blowing decent, like down in the bottom, it's, it's hardly noticeable to be honest with you, but like up top, it's blowing pretty good. And so I'm thinking, yeah, 75 is too far. And, but then I see this other little, the book that I had seen bedded kind of up the hill from me, he like starts kind of walking towards me and he's kind of looking at me and, and uh, pretty soon I see this, the bigger buck kind of postures up to him and then starts just raking the crap out of these branches. And, and then he ends up sort of heading towards this buck and this, this other buck's closer to me. I mean, I think I ranged him at one point, he was like 50 or something. And this other buck's coming, ends up kind of walking up the hill and is just standing there broadside. Like, I mean, in the wide open, completely relaxed just like kind of posturing at this buck and so I put my rangefinder up ranged him said 62 and I'm like man I can make that shot like I mean I practice all the time at you know 50 60 70 like just dinking around and I was like I can make this shot like I I, I know I can so I mean and, and I knew you know he's completely relaxed I mean he I mean, he knows like something, I mean, I don't know if he even really knew I was there. I mean, cause he never like act spooked or anything. I mean, he just body language, totally relaxed in the wide open. So I end up just pulling back. He doesn't flinch, doesn't look at me, doesn't move, doesn't anything. And I thought, okay, like it's game time. So settle my pin in shoot. And immediately I'm just like, Oh boy, that didn't look very good. You know? And, and uh, he kind of spins and takes off across the bottom and I see my arrow go flying and he kind of runs up, um, runs up on the opposite hill and I range him. He's like 50 yards. I'm like I'm trying to get another arrow out as fast as I can draw back. You know how that goes. As soon as you draw back, then they take off again. So um, <laughs> just always seems like the way it goes, but um, anyway, so he takes off over the hill and I go running up there after him. Cause I mean, I know that this is not a good hit. I mean, it's far back. Like, I mean, even behind, like back into his hands, you know, like, and so of course, you know, feeling great about that. And I run up and run up to the top of this hill. And anyways, I'm looking around, looking around. I was like, I don't see him. Don't see him. Don't see him. And I probably sat there for 10 minutes before finally like clear off to the east to where like pretty much where I'd been in the morning I mean on the way like kind of close to there um earlier that morning I see him walking across the big draw and he's headed up into this um this little draw that I know I mean I know that area like I said pretty well and it's like okay like watching through the binoculars like you know see a lot of blood um obviously is you know favoring um his one hind leg especially and so i said well okay i watch him pop the fence runs over into this other draw and i thought well i'm gonna have to go you know i'm gonna have to go find him and put another arrow in him because you know i just figured that was what was gonna have to happen um you know, calling your dad, was talking to your dad, called my dad, trying to just, you know, figure out what, what do I, what should I do? What's the best thing? I mean, I already, I already kind of knew the answer in my head, but it's just like one of those things, you know, where you just need somebody to be like, Hey, this is what you need to do. You know, like you know. some encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was obviously pretty frustrated and with myself. 
Um, and, and I don't really know what even happened on that shot, to be honest with you. I, I'm not sure, but um, I don't know if the wind caught it some, if it just happened to gust at the right time, or, you know, if I just pulled the shot. I mean, it's – I don't know. I don't know. Um, I guess I'll never know, which, I mean, whatever, it's fine. But anyways, I ended up go finding my arrow. I mean, there's blood on it, not a ton, but, like, you know, it was – definitely some some blood on it but i thought yeah that looks like muscle didn't smell any guts you know didn't smell anything that looked worrisome like it's from just that standpoint and so i thought okay i have to go find him so end up hiking clear over there and was trying to find actually i was trying to find where he crossed the fence um because i had marked it from when i was clear across the way but then when you get over there of course everything looks different and I'm trying to figure out well where was he you know and so I kind of hiked like up and down this fence line moving really slow for I think I went up and down it a couple times never could see it and so I cross over to the other side and I'm kind of working up and down about that time I hear you know hear a deer blow out and of course here he is he's heading down this draw he actually was bedded a little farther up the draw than I thought he was. I figured he'd be kind of down in the bottom in this plum thicket type stuff. And he wasn't, he was, he was probably watching me the whole time, actually <laughs> walking up and down the fence without me even knowing that he was watching me. Cause I'm, I'm pretty sure he could see me. Um, but anyways, then he heads up the draw and like, he's going, he's going to walk right by where I was sitting in the morning. Like, I mean, where I was sitting, I had all those bucks come by. And so I'm thinking, man, if I can just bust my butt, get up there and get sat down, I was like, he's going to walk right by me at 10 yards and I'm going to get another shot, you know? And so I go hurrying up there as fast as I can, try to be as quiet as I can. But of course, like, you know, when you're trying to hurry and um, he ends up hearing me and then he really like buggered out and took off and ends up running up the other side of this, of the draw crosses the, crosses the road. I mean, luckily my in-laws own both sides of it. So it was fine. Cross the road. I see him running along this cornfield and I'm thinking, oh boy, you know, I was like, I know how this story ends. I've seen this before, you know, I'm just, I just keep thinking that this whole time. Like, I don't know. I just, you know what I mean? Just like, I just kept thinking like, this is not going to end well. Like, but just kept being persistent. And anyways, I end up going over there, cross the road, walking along the edge of the corn, end up finding blood and I blood trailed him for probably, I don't know, two, 300 yards. Um, eventually it got to the point where, you know, it's like a classic muscle blood trail where, you know, it was almost like he kind of opened it up again. It started bleeding pretty good. Then it clots up again. I mean, you're finding like pin pricks on a blade of grass, you know, type of deal. And long story short, I ended up losing the blood trail and kind of had a line of sight on him just, you know, as far as like he was heading this way, you know, heading basically straight North, the last kind of line I had on him just from how the blood was going. And luckily he never ran into the corn. Um, it was standing corn and I'm afraid if he'd have ran into the corn, I'd have never found him, but, um, I think that would have been pretty difficult to be able to find him and let alone try to get another shot at him in there, you know? Um, but anyways, end up, end up finding, like I said, found the blood, lost it, kind of got a line of sight and I thought, okay, like there's a bunch of kind of draws and little 
little brush that gets along the edge of this other pivot that's across the road. And so I thought, well, I'll, I'll go work all those little brushy draws, see if I can turn him up, see if I can find him. Basically did all that, even went down. I thought, well, maybe, you know, he's lost quite a bit of blood. Maybe he's down by this pond. Um, you know, I've seen deer down there. It seems like a logical place for him. And I thought maybe, you know, maybe there's this off chance that maybe I did, you know, get a little guts. And I know gut deer always, excuse me, gut shot deer always like to try to go to water. Um, long story short, didn't find anything, didn't find any more blood. And at this point, I'm just like, well, you know, <laughs> like, I was like, I'm going to keep looking, but like, I just am not, you know, I, I was like, this deer's probably going to die at some point, you know, I just don't know when, I mean, it's probably, you know, could it be two weeks from now or is it going to be tonight or, you know, I just, I didn't know for sure. I mean, obviously he'd gone, I mean, t at this point he'd probably gone, I mean, over a mile already, you know? Um, and so I'm figuring, geez, like, you know, he's gone a long ways and, Anyways, I end up, I thought, well, it's like, there's one more big draw kind of north of this pivot. And I thought, I'll go, I'll go up there, I'll sit down, I'll just glass, like, see what I can see, um, you know, and then I'll sort of pick my way through that big draw. There's a bunch of little draws that come off of it. I mean, thick stuff all over. I mean, you, I mean, <laughs> you, it's thicker than thicker than thick over there just and it's still just a lot of weeds and stuff you know in the bottoms and then good good tall grass and stuff and anyways I go over there and sit down and I'm looking across and I, I just the, the 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 way that this happened was just like so unbelievable that it happened like this but I'm looking across this big draw and probably five six hundred yards away I see this little draw coming off of the big draw and I'm thinking, man, like that looks like a really good spot for a big buck to bed up there, you know? <laughs> and so I pull out my binos and I'm not kidding you. That freaking buck is bedded underneath the cedar tree in that draw. Like, I'm just like the first place that I looked, he just, there he is plain as day. Like obviously the deer, I mean, I can see the blood on his butt. Like, I mean, it's hundred percent the deer, you know? And so I'm like, wow. Okay. Like, I mean, I got it, got him spotted. He was in a perfect spot for a stock. Only problem he's on the neighbors. <laughs> so, so, I mean, and he's only like 50 yards across the fence, maybe a hundred yards across the fence. So anyways, I ended up getting a hold of the landowner, got permission. He said, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. And so I got, got that all figured out hike over there and actually ended up the wind was out of the north and uh the buck the draw that the buck was in was kind of running basically like the big draws down in the southeast and the draws running to the northwest if you can imagine that and there's another draw straight south of it that kind of runs pretty much straight north and south and so i basically walked up that south draw and then i got to the point where there was just kind of some open pasture and then it dips off into the into that next draw and i'd marked it on you know marked it on my map and so i knew exactly where he was and so i could sneak in there well 
I get, and I knew he was right under the cedar tree. Um, and so, you know, I get to the point where, I mean, I can see this cedar tree and I can range it and the cedar tree is like, you know, 80 yards. And I'm like, okay, like I know he's right under that cedar tree. And so I'm figuring that he hasn't moved. I haven't seen him, you know, my wind's good. He hasn't heard me. So anyways, take off my boots, end up, uh, end up hiking. I mean, just like I said, sneaking, sneaking in, I'm sneaking in, you know, range of cedar 50 yards. Sneak a little farther, range of cedar, 40 yards. Sneak a little farther, 30 yards. And then I'm like, man, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying not to get seen. I'm trying to move really slow. I'm trying to find this buck because, like, I know he's down there, but it's just there's enough grass and stuff. It's just kind of hard to see. Anyways, end up kind of sneaking around, and um, finally, finally I see him. Um, he's bedded away, you know, basically like quartering away. Um, and, uh, and I said, okay. And I ranged him and he's like 20 yards, you know, <laughs> has no idea in there. Um, and I'm just like, wow, this is perfect. You know, and I'm, you know, basically crouched down on my knees, set up, ready to shoot, got a perfect range on him. Like I said, he's, he's bedded, but like at this point, I'm just like, I just need to get another arrow in the steer, you know? And so, um, so I end up pull back, set on my pin, shot, um, looked like a good arrow up into the chest cavity, um, ended up, uh, deer busts out of there, um, takes off down, um, kind of down this, down back into the big bottom, jumps the fence, basically watch him kind of go crashing into the, into this big brushy bottom. Saw him a few more times, basically just kind of waited. I got up on a high knob and just watched all exit points from this draw. I mean, I was, I knew he was, he's going to die. I thought, I mean, that arrow was right where I was aiming, you know, just, just ended up, ended up the way he was laying. It only really caught one lung and then busted up his right front shoulder just because his back was kind of tilted a little bit more than, um, those bedded deer are interesting. That's a whole other conversation we could talk about. But, um, but anyways, I mean, but it was a fatal hit for sure. You know, I mean, he's going to die. And, but ended up watching for probably 30 minutes, all of his exit points. Um, and I thought, okay, like he's got to be dead, you know. And um, anyways, long story short, I go down there and I'm just sneaking along, you know. Pretty soon I see antler tips. He comes blowing up out of the bottom again, and I'm just like, "You got to be kidding me, man!" You know, like, like what is going on? And and uh, but it was very apparent at that point that like, you know, it was like, yeah, he got up out of his bed and ran up a little ways, but like he was, you know, it was over. I mean, um, yeah. But uh, ended up getting snuck up on him, and I, I just put one more in it just to make sure and end it quick, you know, and. And, uh, yeah, man, that was that about, uh, seven hours later. So, <laughs> um, seven hours and I can't remember, I think it was 12 miles that day I put on, Holy smokes. um, and, uh, oh. a, lot of, a lot of sweating and a lot of, uh, anxiety and a lot I'm of, sure. <laughs> a lot of woe is me and a lot of, uh, you know, all those feelings and then to have it all. And that way it was 
not what I expected. Um, well, but uh, you got him, and that's what matters. Yeah, man. You know, I I've been you know I've been proud of some deer in my life, but and that's why I'm not, I don't hesitate to tell that story. I mean, I messed up. It's there's no doubt about it. Um, I uh, I made a bad shot, you know. Um, well, it happens to everybody. Yeah, yeah and get, that does happen. If you haven't made a bad shot, you haven't been hunting long enough, or you haven't shot enough deer. All I'll tell you that. Uh, you yeah. know, all of us have done it before. It's something we go through, and that's you. Uh, you did exactly what you needed to do there. You were pers- you were persistent. I mean, that's all you can do at that point. I mean, you owe it to the animal to go after him, no matter what your initial thought is. No how no matter how bad that shot looks, you know, you got to stick with it and. You did the exact right thing. Sometimes it takes twelve miles and seven hours, but uh, yeah, you uh, you finish the job. That's what matters. Yeah, yeah. No, I I've said it multiple times. I think I said it to you too. But I mean that I envisioned that story ending a lot different than it did. <laughs> you know, like I mean, I just figured after I spooked him out that first time that I was never going to see that deer again. Yeah. Um, that's why and you I, stick with it. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. Um, and that's why, I, you know, I, it sucked too because I was like, I'm pretty sure he's going to die at some point, you know? I mean, I'm pretty sure that's a yeah. fake wound. It's just, it's going like to take said, a while. Like you said, you just don't know when. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, is it going to get an infection? You know, is it going to – I mean, maybe it wouldn't have killed him. I don't know. I mean, it's just – it's like I wasn't obviously going to wait around and see what happened, you know? But <laughs> Exactly. But uh, – yeah, no, that was that was pretty. Uh, I mean, yeah, just an incredible day, and just like, yeah, and a great, great buck too. You know, yeah, he was no, a heavy, heavy, mature buck, good one to shoot. I mean, he was yeah. he was gorgeous. No, yeah, thanks, man. I mean, that's he was my biggest mule deer. I think. <laughs> oh yeah. Shot shot both my biggest mule deer this year. <laughs> yeah. Shot shot my biggest one and september and then they shot my biggest one in november <laughs> but yeah it was that's pretty cool but i mean yeah man it's just like you said i mean you just never know um and you know you just you can't just give up and think oh whatever you know it is what it is i mean it's like we say you know once you release that arrow i mean if that arrow hits that animal, I mean, that animal is, that's your responsibility. I mean, you started that, like you got to finish that one way or another. Um, you know, sometimes you can't, sometimes it's not possible. Like sometimes, you know, they're going to get away or sometimes you can't find them and then they die and maybe you find them four months later, maybe you never find them, you know, you just never know. Um, but it's definitely your responsibility to at least like do as much as you possibly can to find them. And, and that's right to to make it as clean and and painless you know as you can i mean obviously you know that's not always possible too it just is the nature stuff, of the game but stuff happens I yeah mean, yeah you know i always think about uh, you know not to not to say i mean obviously i always want to make the best shot you know um possible but you know the more i i the older I get and the more, you know, deer I shoot. And then, you know, you also think about, uh, and see, I don't know, there's some, you know, you, if you watch any, uh, actual, uh, 
you know, kind of nature documentary type things. I mean, I tell you what, like, you want to talk about some, like, nature doesn't give a shit, man. <laughs> like, I mean, oh, you send me, me some of those clips sometimes, and nature's metal, and it's oh, going to be like a gosh. leopard ripping apart a zebra or something. It's like, man, there are some cruel ways wildlife get killed that people don't see yeah man i mean it's just like you know you you think i mean me putting an arrow in a deer is the last thing that's you know i mean it's like yeah i mean you look at some of those things it's like holy cow so i don't know i mean like i said i'm not not to like make light of it and obviously i don't want to injure a deer and wound a deer i want to make a clean kill but it's like you know, sometimes we're pretty hard on ourselves, I think, in general as bow hunters. And, oh, yeah. You know, sometimes you just got to take a step back and think, like, you know, like, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you may be messed up, but like, I think there's worse fates than what you bestowed upon, whatever, you know? Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to say that. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what exactly I'm getting that but i think you kind of get the gist of what i'm saying i get get where you come from absolutely you bet yeah but yeah man it was it was a cool i don't know if it was cool (laughs) it was a it was a day i don't know i just like i said it was just so exhausted after that day just from everything that had happened and that's what makes it more rewarding though you're yeah. sitting there holding them at the end of the day and your legs got 12 miles on them and been stressed to the max for the last seven hours. It just makes it that much sweeter when you get your hands on them, yeah. especially when you don't think you're going to get them. You know, it's, it sucks. You got to go through all that sometimes, but you learn from it. It's an experience that, you know, you, you got more out of that probably than if you would have 12 ringed them and you would have went 10 yards and did a face plant, you know, yeah. you yeah. learn more from that than you, than you could have from that you know but sometimes you got to learn stuff hard way and the painful way and it sticks with you and you learn it that way yeah no absolutely man absolutely yeah that uh sometimes like i said it's just the way she goes and yeah and like you said too if you haven't had it happen to you you probably haven't been hunting long enough but <laughs> right but uh Cause it will. And it's, you know, I don't think it's a matter of, uh, you know, if it happens to you, I think it's a matter of how you respond to it and what you do. It says a lot about you and says, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm just saying, like, I think that that's how we should act as hunters and what we should do. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Just think that it's, it's part of the game, man. I mean, obviously, uh, Obviously, we don't want it to happen, but it's just sometimes it's just gonna happen, you know. It does, and that's part of it. Yeah. Sometimes you make a bad shot and get lucky. Sometimes you make a good shot and you don't ever figure out what the heck happened. You know, it's just like I don't know. That's bow hunting. <laughs> so. Bow hunting. That's right. But anyhow, I suppose a. That's about a, enough of that story, but <laughs> that was well, a that was a long-winded account. So sorry for all that. Well, no worries. It was a like you said, it was a marathon. You know, can't tell a story like that in two minutes. It doesn't do it justice. No. Yeah. 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 No. I. I mean, I could 
I could have condensed it probably, but it's just, I don't know. It's nice to it's all right. talk about it again, kind of relive it and sort of give some of the details, I think, just sort of add to it. But, but yeah, it was a nice deer and he tastes, he tastes really good. And yeah, just a good year, man. Yep. Never, shot, uh, never shot two mule deer, let alone my two biggest mule deer in one year. So <laughs> I guess that. Not, not many people can say that. Shoot the two biggest mules in one year. Yeah. So it was good. But but yeah, man, anything else, I guess, or anything else on that? Or so. other thoughts well, you had? End of 2021 is coming. This will be the last podcast we get in before then. What's your takeaway from the 2021 hunting season in a nutshell? What what'd you learn? What's the theme of it for you? Well, I think that's it, buddy. I mean, just, I think just be persistent. And I think, um, I think that applies to so many settings and especially in bow hunting, you know, I think, you know, whether you wound something and you'd be persistent to try to recover it or whether you just are not seeing anything and you're being persistent sitting in the stand, knowing that your season could change on a dime and five minutes, you know, or, or not five minutes, five seconds you know all it takes is one deer walk by and your whole season you could be having the worst season in the world and all it takes you know but that's kind of probably my take home from this season just be persistent and and uh yeah i mean i guess as my one of my coworkers says sometimes you get the bear and sometimes the bear gets you but by god be persistent so (laughs) that's right can't always control what happens to you but you can control how you react to it so yeah yeah what about you buddy what's your takeaway man i don't know i might uh might have to quote quote our good friend will toll up on this one shouldn't you remember will from from uh the the interview we had with him he had a write-up on bowsite called soak it up and that's it's kind of been the theme this year got got to do a lot of things that are beyond what I deserve and you know I I just think back to this summer preparing for this season and all the work put into it and got here and now it was gone in a blink and it's like man you just gotta sit there and just soak it up for all it's worth when you're in there because when you get to this time of year and now we get into the January February when you're sitting around snowed in the house and hunting season's over you think back to Man, I just wish I would have just soaked it up a little more and enjoyed the experience. But uh, that's what it'd be, I guess. I've, uh, I don't know, made a lot of good memories this season, and uh, it'll be one to remember for sure. Got to spend a lot of time with friends and family, sharing some hunts and stuff. So it was, it was awesome. Yeah. No, man, that's so true too. I was actually, I was. God, that's funny that you say that because I was just thinking about this. Like, I think when I was out there sitting, you know, for this, uh, for a doe the other night, and I mean, you know, I'm still out there hunting, but it's just, it's so funny, like, you, it's just like you said, man, you just, you know, you just work so hard all summer, and, you know, and the spring, summer, and heading into the fall, and you're, you know, you're shooting good, you're in shape, you're doing everything you can do, and then, yeah, man, it's just like, poof. (laughs) It's gone, yeah. (laughs) Oh, like, of hard work and you blink and it's it's gone yeah and i just i feel like you know i think we just are 
I think we just get like, I mean, you're so focused on what your goal is, which is great. I mean, it's good to be focused and have goals and, you know, but sometimes I think, you know, it's just, we seem to kind of, yeah, soak it up, sit back, smell the roses, you know. Exactly. Just about to say that, sit back and smell the roses. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy the journey and the process along the way because, yep. man, that's 99% of it. Yeah. No, for sure, man. That's a great, that's a great thought and great point. And yeah, touche, touche, sir. <laughs> well, good deal, buddy. Anything else? I don't think so, man. We'll, uh, yeah, we, uh, I think I got a, um, a couple guests signed up and actually now you talk, talk about Will, we ought to get Will back on too. He had an, I know a really good, um, call as well. And, be yeah, fun to hear some of his problem. stories so um but i thought about uh well, well we'll we'll leave a spoiler i guess but um you know i think now that you know holidays are kind of wrapping up um i know you're gonna be down in arizona but i mean yep. it doesn't really i was gonna say the matter the schedule, the schedule now is the should be a lot more stable compared to hunt season when you're yep. trying to fly do yep. hunts when we're not you know working or studying but uh yeah a lot more stable schedule now got guests lined up i was just gonna say we might be able to start getting out stuff more regularly now i know we've said that before but no oh, yeah. like you said with holidays and hunting season it's it's tough but uh no we've got some good guests lined up and i'm excited for many of them all of them actually yeah yeah and you'll find too and someday you'll probably love this too buddy but you know it gets to the you also i mean i just love spending time with my kid <laughs> I just That's forget right. about this sometimes. Like honestly, I just am like, "Oh crap, Zach, we need to record a podcast." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyhow, but I hope you guys, I hope people listening, I hope you guys still enjoy this. And we'll, like I said, we'll, we'll. I mean, I sometimes I like just doing it where we just talk because I think it's authentic and it it uh, you know, I don't know. I just I think I mean Zach and I are obviously both pretty young, but um, have quite a bit of experience and um i don't know i just I, I like our conversation i think we both bring something to the table something to be learned and you know if you don't like you don't like it i guess then well whatever but no <laughs> just kidding <laughs> but uh no we uh we're gonna get some other guests on too for sure and so you don't have to listen to our ugly mugs talk too so um but yeah anywho i guess uh anything else buddy I think that's it. Okay. Well, with that, uh, this is Kyle Klammer. And this is Zach Welch. And this is? Good Life Bowhunter, official podcast of the NBA. See you later, guys.